What if I told you? Faraz lost to the managerless team. That the Washington football team is in trouble again. That sometimes the bomb hot sauce is a matter of life and death. That no one can outrun the truth. Anchor is the future of podcasting. What if I told you he's the only true mojo man that you can heal all wounds by going 16 and 0 in pickums? That the man no one could stop had 600,000 emails leaked. What if I told you running a marathon is easy? For Joe, the guys who talk about sports podcast, presented by Anchor, every week on Thursdays or Fridays. Hello and welcome to another episode of the guys who talk about sports. This is episode 51. I'm your host, the Mojo Man, and with me today is Faraz and Zach. It's week six of the NFL, and we have a ton to discuss this week. Urban Meyer, John Gruden, Bruce Allen, the Washington football team, you know, a bunch of stuff off-the-field shenanigans that have come to the forefront this week. Um, we'll also talk about early Super Bowl predictions after, after the first five weeks, you know, uh, being five weeks smarter than we were when we bet the Rams earlier in the year. We'll, we'll dive back into that, and we'll do our regular pick em. So uh, it's episode 51, Faraz. Name a player all time that wore number 51. I got to think about this one, man. It might have to be like some long long snapper or something. 51. That's brutal. I'm not even going to try to cheat or anything. I'm I'm thinking. I'm going through the Rolodex right now. What is this, 1970? 1970, yeah. Um, I might need a second to think about this. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the books and we'll, we'll get right back at you. Oh! Dick Buckus. 51. Dick Buckus. Zach is in a different meeting right now, but he will be joining us shortly. Um, let's just imagine Zach is selecting someone who wore 51 all time and getting it correct. I'll choose uh, I'll choose um, Mike Pouncey. Ooh, that's a good one. The lineman. One of the, one of the Pouncey brothers? Yeah, one of the Pouncey brothers. 51. That was the guy who was on the Dolphins, right? Not the Steelers? Yeah, I feel like the Steelers was like 53, maybe? Mike and Marquise? Correct me if I'm wrong. wrong. I'm not too entirely sure on that. Or is it Maurice? Is it Marquise or Maurice? Shit, I don't know. We might have to ask the audience on that one. You know what? We might just have to do an old look up ourselves. The old Pouncey Brothers. This is what we do right here, folks. Dive deep. Make sure we get it right. Oh, I was right. They both were 53. Oh, okay. The Pouncey brothers. Marquise. Maurice. And what was the other one we said? Mike. 
no, so we said like oh, we said, uh, Marquise, uh, Maurice, no. Maurice and Mark. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, so it's Marquise. All right, guys. And now to the episode. Get it? Text a message. I don't know the number. Flexing on these is every bone and muscle. Steady taking shots and never hurting them. Even then, y'all don't worry nothing. And I like to give a shout out to my niggas with the game plan. And shout out to my niggas with escape plans. Uh, 20 bands, rain dance. We can eat the rain check or we can make plans. Pockets loaded, rocket loaded, can't let's rock and roll this. Time to go, lock, stopping, two smoking barrels locked and loaded. Diamonds glowing, chop climbing on them. We think I'm jumping out the window, how I got them open. It's the guys who talk about sports, presented by Anchor. And he puffed and he signed an eviction notice. He got out of the spotlight real quick. As quick as that became a story was as quick as it left because a bigger story came right in. And that was the John Gruden story. I would not be surprised if he literally jumped for joy as soon as he read that headline because, come on, as a coach, you got to be like, all right, finally, I'm in the shade now. The, light, the spotlight's on this motherfucker now. Well, so I want to say it was like, it was, a, it was around like episode 25, 26. Adam Schefter had gotten in trouble because he tweeted something about Aaron Rodgers and it wasn't like the full story. It was kind of like bits and pieces taken over like a timeline. Do you remember when that happened? And Adam Schefter got called out for it. And then literally like two days later, Myers Leonard got in trouble for saying bad shit on his uh, Twitch stream. So it was kind of like a similar situation where Adam Schefter is the center of attention getting dicked on and then all of a sudden this other story just comes there's plowing through there's always some other story that'll get everyone's attention 15 yeah. minutes of your 15 minutes of fame you're absolutely right about that or i couldn't shame at this point 15 minutes of shame at this point. yo new segment 15 minutes of shame brought to you by faraz this week on our 15 minutes of shame for a hot minute it was urban meyer yeah. then took a nice pivot and became john gruden now the reason John Gruden, for those of you that don't know, is in trouble right now, is because emails were leaked of him covering the board with racial slurs, homophobic slurs, uh, Roger Goodell slurs, uh, you know, misogynistic stuff, like all across the board. He was he was sending pictures of the cheerleaders. He was saying th- saying so much shit. I think they had like 10, 10 to 12 years worth of emails too. Faraz, you were telling me this. They went through 600,000 emails. Now, the reason anyone was going through this in the first place, it was the FBI looking into Bruce Allen and the Washington football team. Then, like I said, they had people going through 600,000 emails and happened to stumble across John Gruden saying some pretty fucked up shit. I'm sorry, I, I just can't wrap my brain around that. The fact that the Washington football team was getting investigated for, you know, uh, conduct that was detrimental to the whole organization, just a bad culture and all that, and yet somehow the only one who's facing any repercussions is John Gruden, a coach who's not even on the team, has not really been associated with the team. It just doesn't make sense. So I kind of have a theory behind that. And I have a theory too. Oh, really? What's your theory? My theory is someone in Washington is saving face, and who else is there now? It's got to be Dan Snyder. I don't understand. I really don't. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. 
Yeah, so I mean, the thing, the whole thing for me is is really so the FBI was going through these emails, right? And then they find them, and then all of a sudden, I think the Raiders had known about it on Friday. So the FBI definitely went to the NFL. The NFL definitely went to the Raiders, and we're like, fire this piece of shit, or we're gonna release this. It got all the way to Sunday. You know, uh, Gruden's trying to save face. He's saying, that's not me. That's not my email. And then Sunday, I I believe, you know, there's a rumor that he got a call Saturday at like 3 o'clock in the morning from somebody who's using a voice changer. Really? Literally saying, we're going to release more and more emails until you forfeit your contract or leave the Raiders. So he was getting pushback from all over the place. But the reason for Oz, my theory is, the reason why nothing has come out yet about the Washington football team Bruce Allen, Dan Schneider, or any of them, it's an ongoing investigation. The FBI is, the only reason they came across this information, it probably should have never even been leaked in the first place, but the reason why you're not seeing anything with Bruce Allen's name on it, the reason why you're not seeing anything with Dan Schneider's name on it, is because it's an ongoing investigation. Look, Beth Wilkinson is a well-renowned attorney, very highly, you know, highly decorated, is, you know, is known around you know the parts of the law okay and so apparently after all the report the only thing that they had was a verbal report there was never a written report so i don't know but that sounds kind of like some shenanigans to me yeah so they also i also i also heard something that and this would completely discredit the investigation that they didn't interview jay gruden how do you not interview the head coach when all this shady shit was going on? So the only reason, so Jay Gruden could have said that he wasn't interviewed just because he, he's a liar. Yeah. Go figure. He's a Gruden. But also he could have, you know, not got interviewed. In that case, how do you not interview the head coach of, well, the, the, you know, if you're investigating the, the culture, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the head coach has a lot to do with it. So, you know, guys, I have to say the Washington football team, Finds themselves stepping in shit a lot, like way more recently than in the past. But in like the past year, dude, they've stepped in shit at least like five times. Yeah, we had our head trainer. I'm pretty sure this was not even a week ago. Maybe a week. Our head trainer got raided by the DEA. It's just it it just keeps piling every week. There's new things coming out. It's 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 insane. So let me ask you a question though. Do you do you guys see that as like it's it's coming? It's inevitable that Dan Snyder might be the next one on the chopping block? No. No. You don't think no. so, Zach? He rubs he rubs some good elbows with uh Mr. Roger. So he's yeah, so he's fine. The thing about that situation that's difficult is it's literally gotta be something <laughs> like a like a uh uh, Donald Sterling type shit with the Clippers where they get caught on audio because these guys all have so much dirt on each other. All the high, all the owners, yeah. think about how much dirt they have on each other. You know, no, it would just be power, a legal pissing match exactly, pretty much. It's just, yeah. To get into a position of power like that, you're, you, you're going to get away with some shady shit to get there. You know, you have to. He's in the top 1%, but I will say this. The one difference between Sterling and at least at this point with Dan Snyder is Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, had enough. He said, you're out of the... He said, you're out. And he kicked him out the association. And 
All I'm going to say is I do have some faith that maybe something will happen to Dan Snyder because the NFLPA has, I believe, started a petition to make those documents that were, you know, attached to the investigation be made public. So let's see what because if we got if we're talking about John Gruden pull up emails he made eight years ago, over six hundred thousand emails. There's got to be more. Come on, like let's come on, let's be let's be honest here. So the last thing about Gruden, then we'll move on. Um, one thing that's also coming out about him is the fact that apparently he's there's a player in the Raiders organization who came out, but anonymously, and he basically said John Gruden, and this is well known throughout the organization, he's the type of dude that will be sitting there in the locker room trashing a guy, absolutely ripping him to shreds. He sucks. He can't do this. He can't do that. You know, and now who, who even knows the colorful language he uses? Oh, yeah. But then a guy, the, the same guy he's talking about will come walking in, and he'll be like, oh, I love you. This is my boy right here. This is my guy. You know, it's just like Two-Face shit, you know. He's, he's shady as fuck. And that's the type of dude he is. And apparently it's well-known throughout the organization. Yeah, I just – I don't understand how – even at the time, like on Friday, apparently the owner of the Raiders was made aware of the emails but kept them to play the game on Sunday. And then once it got released public, they had a phone call and um, he resigned. Air quotes on that word, resigned. So, you know what? I don't know. Do you have? Do you guys have any belief that he was a scapegoat in this whole situation? Zach, what do you think? Um, I've, been, I've been waiting to say something about this, so... <laughs> I'm going to say the Gruden grinder train has finally derailed, right? Oh, no. We have to cancel you know. our subscriptions. We were off to a great start, too. Seriously. It's something unexpected. Um, yeah, so just rip up your paper ticket because, you know, he's still dealing with that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting going forward. I, who Have they named the interim head coach? It's the special teams coordinator, I believe, who's the um, interim coach. Another guy who's been, like, under the uh, Gruden pedigree. I'll say that, too. It's unreal, dude. He had a 10-year, $100 million contract. Couldn't get through four years. And now the dude – I mean, we're not going to see this dude on TV ever again, I don't think. I mean, maybe five years down the road. He's, de- he's definitely not coaching in on the professional level ever again. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's no way. So, Zach, I'm curious. Do you think <laughs> – how lucky did Urban Meyer get with the whole timing of the John Gruden story coming out? Because it seemed like all last week it was just Urban Meyer shit, Urban Meyer shit. And that almost seemed really bad last week. And now after all this, like, what, what's your opinion on the Urban Meyer situation now, Zach? I think it's like a week-to-week thing. Yeah, league, obviously, it's a lot of headlines. And once you get – I mean – how you know how much we're we're hearing about Deshaun Watson, and then we hear about Aaron Rodgers, and then I didn't hear a peep about Deshaun yeah. really in the media yep. after that. So I mean, it's weird how stories run and how the media takes it. But um, I, yeah, you know, John, it's just it, it, you know. I also heard this really funny thing saying that Bruce Allen probably will never. Uh, be a GM again in the NFL, and I was like, shocking. Like, there was a shocking. job open for him before. His so. name has been in the news so fucking much in the last year, and for completely unfootball related matters. To have Bruce Allen as our 
GM for almost a decade is just like shooting yourself in, in the feet three times. Like, Every morning, it's this. You wake up. It's this. It's almost as bad as having retiring Adam Gase as your head coach. Almost. Ooh. Not. Not quite. Not quite. Well, I mean, I'm. I'm. That, I mean, yeah, it's true. Hiring Adam Gase sets your franchise back like at least five, ten years. It's it's almost like it's almost like in Roman times, like just burning all the books, you know, like just sets you back years down the road. Bruce Allen, as soon as he took over the team, they installed a a, a turf field. He was the GM for what, or like not turf field, but some at like um, Bermuda grass, but it was terrible, right? So I don't know. He was a GM for sixteen years. He probably had the most injuries happen on that field more than any other field in the world. Because one, he never replaced it once. Not, so that was the same field that they were playing on. And, we're not and even year talking 12. minor injuries either. We're talking serious oh. injuries. And we're talking ACLs and, and you know, compound fractures, all that. Achilles. But, um, one, one thing I want to add with the whole Bruce Allen and Washington football team investigation. Um, I heard last night, late last night, that Adam Schefter also got caught up in the emails. He was emailing Bruce Allen drafts of articles that he was going to publish about the team and at, told him, yo, if there's anything you want me to add, remove, let me know what you think. I'll do that before I submit it to ESPN. And that's just another layer to this whole like situation. What did he, what did he what's, call what's so uh, bad about Dan that? Schneider? What's so- he called Bruce Allen Mr. Editor in the emails. So that sort of goes to show you that they're, they're, they were running that shit at the time, especially with like the whole public relations and what they wanted to get released out to the media. I don't understand it. It's it's insane. I mean, that's not so sketchy to say about the draft pick. And like, I mean, what, the one thing about business is, you know, and everybody will do, you know, a company will do anything to get a leg up on their competition. Yep. You know, I, it's, it's good to think about the 32 teams as companies too, because they are a business at the end of the day. And who, who thinks about that the most than, than the owner? Um, so they be, they make so much money on TV. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's an astronomically high number. Yeah. Oh, then they get like a new uh, – then they re-up on their new media deal this past offseason for some – Oh, dude, yeah, know. it's ridiculous. Why does the, why does the C, uh, CBS do AFC and Fox do NFC? I don't know. the The Jets have always been on CBS, and it's never really done it for yeah, me. Yeah, that's. I don't, I don't like the. Yeah. See, like I never. We see. We got the Fox ones to yeah. shit. So I, I mean, but like the Ravens, you could, I only really noticed that because the Ravens. So I mean, it is pretty nice because I get the Ravens on CBS, and then I get you know the Washington Football Team on Fox, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wasn't I, the I, uh, last week's yeah. game between the Saints and what? Wasn't that on CBS or am I just? Yeah, which I was surprised. Yeah, I no, was, it too. was. I was thinking about that. I didn't understand why it was on CBS. I, I, I kind of switched things up a little bit. Wait a second. Did they just debunk? I guess they did. Yeah. Oh, did you guys see Monday Night Football is going to get a playoff game for the next five years? I did see that. Yeah. What? I don't know about that. A, a weekday playoff game, though? Like. Playoff games are like it's almost like a whole event, you know. It's like a whole weekend. Sat that first weekend of football, that first weekend of playoff football, Saturday and Sunday, incredible games. Like it's just a you lush. know. I think I think the having the uh, NCAA, NCAA championship on Monday or Tuesday 
is something that they saw because their ratings were probably really good because there's nothing else on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yep. So. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that. That's a, that is a good point. But I I hate the national championship being on a weekday though. Like I watch. I do it too. I th- I'm watch. It. I mean, I watch. I mean, right? But there's nothing else on. You can't get like necessarily fucked up and have a good time per se. You, you got work in the morning. You know, you got to get up early. You got to get shit done. So it's a little. It's- and you had work that day too. It's not like it's a Sunday where like you kind of know already. Like all right, like I'm, I'm I might be a little bit hurt on Monday, but that's all right. Like you know, all right, I'm gonna work a full ass day. Come home, watch this game. Like. Maybe, maybe enjoy myself, but if I do, then what? Oh, man. this I'm sorry. This is a little bit off topic, but sort of relates. Uh, did you guys ever hear, like, those things where people wanted to make a the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday a holiday because everyone just gets so obliterated yeah. on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, that should be a holiday. I think we've talked about that on the podcast before. That 100% should be a holiday, dude. I vote yes on that every single day of the week. Every year. Doesn't, it, doesn't the Super Bowl break the record for, like, the most watched, like, Sporting events in the world, I'd say probably behind the World Cup. It's up there. Um, Zach, what I was talking to Faraz about before the show, which I think would be a good time to do right now, we're five weeks into the season, coming up on week six. You know, we're five weeks smarter than we were when the season started. Kind of think we should go over mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. some uh, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. new Super Bowl. Who we yeah. think are some Super Bowl contenders? Maybe get come up with like a top three. Arizona. Let's talk about Arizona. That's the first team I want to talk about. Cliff Kingsbury surprised you. He has surprised me tremendously. I was very, like, on the fence about him coming into the season. I'm pretty sure I told you about that. Been very critical about I have been critical about him. I didn't think he had the credentials to even been hired out of Texas Tech to begin with. But you know what? It's working. Him and Kyler got that connection. Their offense is loaded. Their defense has been surprisingly amazing. I love Arizona. Didn't they um put the Rams to work last a couple they weeks did. ago? Yeah, and the Rams were the team we were talking about. That, that's what who we who we were high on. So, yeah. but the one thing though, last week Kyler Murray kind of banged up his shoulder, so that's something to keep an eye on. What's up, Zach? So I got I gotta say, <clears throat> before we believe the hype, you look at that roster. What playoff experience do they have? Right, and we're really talking about like Super Bowl. Aspirations. I think they're a good team. Now, if you think about if there's another Rams Cardinals matchup in the, in you know the NFC Championship, just just by chance, I don't know if that's possible. One hell of a matchup. In the same division, so they they are going to see each other at least one more time. Um, yeah, but, that's a good but, point. I don't know who the veteran leader is in that locker room. Would you say a DeAndre Hopkins or a Chandler Jones? No, none of them have playoff experience. Well, Chandler Jones was on the Patriots, right? He went to a few Super Bowls with them, right? Oh, was he? Was Chandler Jones? I think, so. I, I think so. I think Chandler Jones was on the was on the Pats for one of their Super Bowls. Okay. Well, so, but he would be the only well, one, Zach. Regardless, like that, they, it, that proves your it point. would be. It, it's more, even more, Cliff Kingsbury in the playoffs. I, God forbid. I, yeah, you see how it impacts Matt Lafleur in the playoffs. Like, it's taken him some time. And all it has to be is just one situation. You know, like Lafleur wasn't really mm-hmm. getting ripped until it came down to that end situation where. Yeah. You know, they did they what did they they not kick a field goal? They, they kicked, kicked a field goal. No, they kicked the field goal. They fourth down instead That's of That's right. Instead But of, they had all three timeouts and the two minute warning. It was the right yeah. decision. And they were like, gonna need to score again it, anyways. I still can't wrap my mind around that decision right there. And when you got Aaron Rodgers too, like that's insane. You're finally starting to catch some uh, momentum too. It's just a whole that's that's your first mistake right there. Well, because that's game. Because you're ending the game right then. I think that's why. 
I think that was more of the reason. Yeah. One team that I think we can officially put into uh, the Super Bowl category is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I don't know if we officially – I think they were on our list. They were on our list. We definitely on talked the radar. about them. We weren't sure if but we were going to put them in or not. I think, I think if we're talking – if we want to split it up, we should probably talk about AFC, who we think is going to come from oh, the yeah. AFC and the NFC. And I, I think the Bills do have a shot now. Who I, who I think the Bills' toughest competition is, it's the Chargers. I was, about to, I, think, I was just about to bring up yeah. the Chargers. How are, we, how are we feeling about them, man? Herbert? Is- I think health is their number one key to success. I think if they stay healthy, they'll be good. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about the Chiefs? Their defense has been very, very frightening. Um, speaking about the Chiefs, I when we do our pickums for next week, I might have a little surprising decision on that. Interesting. Keep an eye out for that, folks. So, if we're gonna if we're gonna predict the AFC Championship game, we're gonna put the Bills in there. Yeah. Bills and then, are, are we confident about the Chargers? Is there any other team that we could possibly? I mean, I guess you, you could throw the Chiefs in the conversation, but I don't. I honestly, the Chiefs are in the conversation. I mean, if they make the wild card, they could take some momentum in some divisional round, and yeah, you never know. I mean, that's a team that's dangerous. So, but I mean, just to yeah, who else in the AFC do you find? Um, I do like. I hate to say this, but I do think that uh, the Chargers are about a year away. I, you know, they just have a first time, first year head coach. Herbert's in his second year. I think there's. I think they have a lot of room to improve, and I see a lot of potential there. They're going to be a threat for years to come. But I would take the Chiefs over them this year, honestly. What about the Ravens? So I think what they proved to you on Monday was that they don't have to be winning the game to at halftime to win the game. Yeah. I think that's what they proved to. I think a lot of us, I think. That and game was crazy. Health is also their friend. If they lose any one of their wide receivers, they're screwed. So they lost Sammy that's Watkins, be, actually. He went down. Yeah. But I think if they lose any more yeah. with, with Andrews or Hollywood, because they've already lost so many running backs. It's, yeah. It's really getting difficult, you know. Lamar has been proving me wrong. I've been saying I've been skeptical about Lamar, not as a player, but as a quarterback, like a pure. Oh. He has been balling. So I, I, yo, when I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. He's been proving me wrong. That's all I have to say. One thing about Lamar that that's been coming out this year that I I, I might have mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, he's widened his stance just a little bit, and it's helping him get more drive on the ball. And he's like, what would happen a lot last year is he'd be standing too tall in the pocket, almost standing his feet too close together. Yeah, too stiff. And what he'd do is he'd get over top of the ball and he couldn't get any power on it. He's kind of widened his stance a little bit and he's really driving his hips. I have noticed noticed his uh, release has been looking a lot quicker this year. Well, that's the thing. He's probably getting more power into it. It's not all arm. He's actually kind of driving into it and... I mean, he threw for 442 yards on Monday. His career high, his career high up until that game was like 300. And he threw for 442. Unreal. Zach in our other fantasy league was down 50 points, and he fucking came back and won. I lost to Steve in our other fantasy league. He had the Ravens defense. I had Rodrigo Blankenship. I was down five going into the game. So... Basically, it comes down to the last two minutes of the game. Rodrigo hits the field goal, so I take a one-point lead, and then 
the Colts get a big stop, and the Colts drive down the field. They get in field goal range, <clears throat> and then they're setting up to kick. So I'm like, all right, this is just icing on the cake. I've already won this game. I'm 5-0. and Rodrigo goes to kick it, and who does he see but Calais fucking Campbell and that baseball glove of a hand just slapped the ball out of the air. Boom. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit. Check the score. Block kick. Steve takes a one-point lead. And then what happens after that? Rodrigo misses. Unreal. I couldn't believe it. I lost by point three to Steve because of that. He missed another one going into overtime, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's 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 the one thing about kickers. I'd say, like, I would never want to be a kicker. I don't care how good I am at kicking. You gotta have that mental fortitude. You miss one kick, that's gonna get to your head, dude. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. For sure. Okay, so for the AFC to get back on topic, for the AFC we got Chiefs, we got the Chiefs and the Bills, or not? No, the Chargers and the Bills. Excuse me. We'll go with that for right now because I'm I I like the Ravens, but because of their injuries, they're probably. Not they're already thin. Yeah. They're not gonna go all the way this year. I agree with everything you guys have been saying, but just in my gut feeling, I would take the Chiefs over the Chargers just because like I said, they're a little young. Yeah. That's the one that's the only thing holding me back from, from the Chargers. I really like what they're the, th- doing. the thing about the Chiefs is their their defense has just been so bad. So bad. But I guess time will tell. I mean Washington's defense has been horrible this year. Like there is time to improve and fix on those things, make adjustments. You know, not too much time though. Not too much time, but it's still possible. We've seen teams running out of time. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's week six. Wait, wait. I, I here's another team that we haven't talked about. What about the Browns? No, no, no. So they've been playing. They're Come not on. a team that's a stop, year or two stop, away. Stop. I just, I just don't see it. <laughs> so like, Zach, I can, I can see like. Look, that that team is a team. Last year in the playoffs, that team is not built to come from behind. Yeah, at all. Well, they've played every game this year very close. Every game that they've lost has been like within a touchdown or two. So, like, great defenses win you championships, but like good defenses win you a lot of regular season games, but then lose you in the playoffs because people figure you out. I mean, like, I don't know how to say. And then if you have a meter mediocre offense, which I, I think it's above average at best. I think it's mm-hmm. average, I would like to say. I mean, they don't really throw the ball. So, um, That's a good point. You know. I'm pretty sure before the season started, we had the Titans up there. Are we officially writing them out? I don't think they're any. I don't think they're Super Bowl <sighs> yeah, worthy. I, yeah, I think with, it, they, they got to get knocked off the list. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I think they can still make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to go beyond yeah. maybe the wild card. Not Super Bowl. If we're talking Super Bowl, yeah. no. So moving on to the NFC. Zach, I'll give you the first team. Who, who do you think? Bucks. I'll take Bucks. them with the Bucks. Dude, Tom Brady, like fine wine. Ages. Ageless wonder. So the ageless wonder. How old is this dude? What if the real Tom Brady fucking died like ten years ago and this is just a robot? We wouldn't we wouldn't even know. Well, think about it. You know, like when he cut his hand, how he always hides that shit, tapes it, wears gloves to press conferences and shit. What are you hiding? Just a robot arm. What are you hiding under there? You know who? Like how? How does he all of a sudden get a chiseled jawline at the age of forty? You know, it's just like he's an android. I, I think the Bucks are definitely up there. Um, I like the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. Yeah, I said I mentioned them earlier. I like the Cardinals. 
So while I like what they've been doing, I love Kyler, um, and I like what Cliff has been doing, I still think they're about a, a year or two and a couple yeah. of offensive couple, players away. Yeah, a couple know? good breaks. Yeah. Kyler needs <laughs> to stay good. healthy through more than five weeks of the season. You know, yeah. like he's on pace to do exactly what he did last year where he starts out the season on fire and then all of a sudden one point just like last week he got he was playing great and then all of a sudden he gets hit once, he's holding his shoulder. I'm like, fuck. He's a small guy. He's like what, five ten? At the like yeah. But um do we dare mention guy. teams like the Flackers or dare I say the Cowboys? Oh man. You know, I think the Cowboys are Dak okay has been playing up. really good, man. That's all I got. Dak has been balling. Like But they're great. also an injury injury away from just devastation. Oh, so yeah. You know, I saw an interesting the, the Rams. Sorry, I think the Rams no, are up there, but you can yeah. go. Definitely the Rams. I mean, I'm that's our we gotta stick with them. Yeah, At least keep them in the future. conversation if that's who we're betting on, you know? And through the first five weeks, it looked pretty fucking good. It looked pretty fucking good. Um, I think yeah, like I said, um they got sort of smoked by the Cardinals, but they are in the same division. So they have yeah, the potential not even see them one no. more time, but maybe even two more times, including one in the playoffs. I think they're not going to go like that again for a second time. I I, I have yeah. too much faith in Sean McVay and even um, Stafford at this point. So I do like the Rams still. I'm not I'm not like jumping off that bandwagon anytime soon. <sighs> yeah, I, I like the Flackers, but like, do you love them? They're going to flack themselves out of the out of the playoffs. <laughs> Like they always do, dude. It's unreal. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost seems like they're on pace to do what they've done the last two years. And it's almost like, it's almost like, guys, like they don't address their needs in the offseason. It's almost like they ignore those needs and address other issues like fucking with Aaron Rodgers or drafting Jordan Love as opposed to, you know, getting offensive linemen depth. Getting a better defensive line. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things that they could do to help out their defense to stop someone in the fucking playoffs that would help them win a championship. But they don't address it. You know, I have a question. Um, I, I can't recall, like, at least anytime soon, but I know the Bills made it to the Super Bowl four years in a row and lost the Super Bowl each year. Has any team made it to the championship game three years in a row and lost it every single year? I know the Jets did two years in a row, 2009 and 2010. We lost to the Colts and then the Steelers, not three. No. The, I think 2011, we were fucking terrible. We had like four wins. So three is a tough one, you know? I mean. Especially you're one, game, you're one game away from the big show and you can't improve on that. It's sort of tough, you know? And they might lose Rodgers after this year. We remember all that, oh my goodness, all that beef they had in the offseason. I don't think he's coming back next year. Yeah. This is do or die. It is do or die. Lost my train of thought. Moving on. <clears throat> no, you're good. Um, it literally flew out of my head as I was fucking talking. Um, any other teams that we'd uh? Oh, guys, the Bears. <laughs> uh, I think that's the really Lions. It. Come on. Hey, the Lions. Uh, I feel so bad for the Lions. Fuck no. They're... Yeah, yo, the Dude. Lions deserve some fucking credit. Dan Campbell deserves some fucking credit. <laughs> my man's is fighting shins. <laughs> He's great. Campbell's growing on me. He, he's actually a legitimate players coach. Like, you could tell he's going to do or die yeah. for anyone in his locker room. Yeah, I, I respect that crying on the podium. Dude, to have the stones to cry, uh, 
to have the stones to cry in a press conference like that because you fucking love your players so much. And they did deserve. They, dude, they have, they have been playing so fucking well, to where it's just like, damn, dude, they need to get a fucking. They're hooked on the culture, you could say. I still can't get over that week one game. Then they come back like 24 points in like a minute and a half or something. Yes. And then they ended up losing that. That's tough, man. That's and then the next week they lose because of a 60 uh, career or NFL record long field goal. That was a false. That was a, a delay of game, might I add you. It's funny because Washington fans always talk about how, like, oh, man, we're so sorry. We always get our hearts broken. I feel bad for Lions fans, man, seriously. It's been, it's been a long time coming. I would love to see them have, like, some success at something, you know? It's tough. They had a quarterback. Relax. They had a quarterback. Relax. Yeah, they did have a quarterback. Did, Don't they, be lying. They didn't do anything. <laughs> hey, getting funny here, baby. I mean, they went to the playoffs. They, they I think they went to the playoffs games. twice. Yeah, well, that's that's what led they've to had they've Calvin Johnson, Calvin Johnson. I don't know. They they just it's a bad team to be a fan of. You just leave it at that. I mean, if you're Detroit, you're not happy anyway. So, yeah. Well, who chooses to live in Detroit? No one. You have to live in Detroit by by means yeah. by any means necessary. <laughs> you can't wait to get out of Detroit. I'll say this though about Detroit. At least we're not hearing news like every fucking season about some toxic workplace culture, some fucking incriminating offenses, or some dirtbag GMs and executives hey, man. in Detroit like we have here in Washington. Wouldn't be a Dan Snyder run team without it. <laughs> Can't have a Dan Snyder run team without controversy. It's almost like how everywhere Urban Meyer goes is <laughs> followed with controversy. It's like like I bet you I bet she's gonna retire for mental health. Or his heart, maybe. That, sort of he always oh, cites his heart. Some sort of yes. You know what Urban Meyer said? That every game it's his goal to rush and throw for 250 yards. And in the entire history of the NFL, it's only happened like 50 times. Do you know what his goal should be? To win a game? Uh, to score more points than the other team. Damn. <laughs> You know what his goal should be? Keep his hands off women that aren't his wife. Let me just Keep fly back from with the team. Let me just fly get on back a with the team. team playing with your team, yeah. so you don't even have to be in that situation to begin with. I'm I'm sure they have some nice meals on the on the plane that you know, he you know, could have had for nice dinner. Some nice bonding moments. You know, I'm sure him and Trevor could have been clubbing in Jacksonville when they got back. And yeah, and and, and now look at that. Way better time. Now they just hate each other. So. Oh, they? well, they, they completely contradict each other. Yeah. Fucking Urban Meyer was saying, uh, we're in panic mode. Like, we're in panic mode right now. Like, it's time to hit the panic button. We need to fucking go now. And Trevor came on five minutes after saying, what we need to do right here is not panic. Like, they're literally on complete opposite ends. And it's simply because Urban Meyer is probably a shady fuck, too. You know? Well, we know he's a shady fuck. Is he going to ruin Trevor? I hope not. I don't think so. Is well, Trevor, Trevor ruined? No, Trevor's not been getting like better Trevor? every week. Okay. I've thought the same. Despite two. Urban Meyer's best efforts to put the Jaguars in a position to lose and put Trevor in a position to lose, he's looked far better every single week. That's yes. one thing I will say. I mean, now... They should have beat the Bengals. Oh, they should have <laughs> beat the Bengals. 
That game was fucking nuts. Shit. That was that was his homecoming back to Ohio. Right? They should, yeah, they should definitely. Joey B. Joey B's got his number. Hold on, quick question: If if they win that game, do you think he flies home with the team? No, no. no. I think he would have done the same exact thing, win or loss. I really do. Do you think it's as big of a deal though if they're if they have two wins under their belt? I mean, here's yeah, the thing. Yeah. No. Did anyone really have any realistic expectations for the Jaguars this season? No. Okay, but it's just the fact that like you're out in public doing that. It's just a bad example to your team, your locker room. That's that's the only thing that I see. Even if it's a win or a loss, you got You're the head coach, man. You gotta be. You gotta fucking lead by example. You can't be doing shit like that. You gotta practice what you preach, and that starts with getting on the fucking plane after the game. After you lose. After you blow a game like that, get on the fucking plane, dude. Yeah, don't have to be on public. Fucking watch some film while you're doing it. Fucking realize what you did wrong and try to fix that next week. That's all I get. Like, it's just, it's absurd, man. It really is. Yeah, I mean, now's a good time as any. I mean, Zach, unless you had any other comments on the Urban Meyer before we move on to the Pick'em? Uh, no, I just, I think that um, if Urban Meyer ever gets fired um, and he gets uh, a thought in his head, Maybe in in his belly, and he puts on his brilliant cap. He too could make a podcast with Anchor FM. How about some kind words from him? We'll be right back after these messages. I think I'm ready to hold the baby now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. The guys talk about sports. Why are we here? To buy weed? Not this time, Bill. No, everyone knows we're here for one reason and one reason only. We're here for the World Series of Weekly Pick'em, presented by Anchor. Uh, So anyway, Thursday night, let's get into this, guys. Thursday night, Tampa Bay is going into Philadelphia. Um, Brent, who do you got? I'm going to go with the Bucs, baby. We have them as one of our top four teams at the end of the year. Like I said, Bionic Brady is just unstoppable. Dude, what, did he throw five touchdowns last week? Unreal. Um, I think the Eagles are going to give him a match, put nine confidence points in it, see which way that goes. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. For us, I'll say this about the Eagles. I'll give them. I'll I'll tip my cat cap to them. They've been um very impressive. They've been very formidable this year. I do like what I've been seeing from Jalen Hurts. This is a this is just a bad matchup for them though. In all in every single facet of the game, offense, defense, special teams. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got to go with Tom Brady and the Bucks on this one. Yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll round that out. And maybe this is, you know, the lock of the week. Um, you know, if you're going to put a parlay, you know, of four games, this should definitely be one of them. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks here. It really shouldn't need to go into much more detail for me. You know, the Bucks are just a way better team. I think Bruce Arians will put them in position to win that game. Mm-hmm. I think um, Nick Sirianni still learning things, but doing well. I mean, but, you know, moving into uh, our uh, Sunday games, is that what's going on? Miami at Jacksonville? 9.30. Oh, go figure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brenton, who do you got? I'm going to go with Miami. I think they're getting Tua back this week. Um, you know, Jacksonville still has a whole bunch of controversy swirling over them. You know, their, their players have definitely lost faith in Urban Meyer. And while the Dolphins haven't had a great season, um, I think – from the top down, they're they're a lot more put together than um, than Jacksonville is. So I'm gonna go with the Dolphins here, but kind of a crapshoot. Um, six con- six confidence points. Right. Ross, who do you got? 
Believe it or not, I think I'm gonna roll Jacksonville here. They had the um the long like the long week, the three extra days. Um, I think the team's either gonna win in spite of Urban or Urban's gonna coach his ass off. I really don't trust Jacoby Brissett that much. I do like Miami's defense. I did actually pick up their defense in fantasy, but you know what? Trevor's gonna get his first win in London, not even in the U.S. It's gonna be out of the country. Um, I'm taking the the Finns. I'm taking the dog. You know, I think. They go over and they take care of the struggling single team. Um, but in more depth uh, analysis, do you guys think that um, Urban Meyer will fly back with the team? I'm going to go ahead and say that he will fly home with the team, but it will be a last-second decision. He's going to, okay. in the back of his head, he's going to want to talk himself out of it, but he's going to know all the eyes are on him. Man, this guy's gonna take like the Mayflower back to the fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Moving into the next game, we got uh, Green Bay at Chicago. I'm gonna start this off. I'm I'm gonna take the Flackers. I I don't even think I really need to talk much more about that. So. Yeah, who do you got? I'm taking the Flackers. Yeah, I think. I I don't really. I don't need. We don't need to talk too much about it. I mean. Yeah, I think. Is Justin Fields starting? Yeah, yes. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I saw, yeah, flaggers. Um, I have to say, if you were putting in a four-game parlay, definitely the Bucks, definitely the Packers. <laughs> um, it, and actually, maybe even this game, the Bengals at, at the Lions. Um, Brent, who do you got? Uh, I wouldn't throw this one in because I'm going with the underdog Lions. I think Dan Campbell... And the Lions have showed resilience and fight every single week. And I think it's going to continue here. A Lion versus a Bengal, that is one hell of a fight right there. But I think the Lion wins. Okay, so we got got a Bengal Tiger versus a Lion. So this is what, a feline fight here for the week? The Battle of the Kitties. Um, You know what? The Lions, what they say, Dan Campbell said, they're going to bite kneecaps or ankles. They're going to bite both. I'm I'm going with the Lions here. Um, Joe Burrow has not proven that he can protect himself. He's always taking crazy hits, like really like unnecessary hits. You know what? I think it's going to – I'm not going to say he's going to get knocked out or anything. I hope he doesn't knock on wood on that, but he's going to get banged up in my opinion. I'm going with the Lions here. Wow. I'm going to have to go to the Bengals. I think Joby's going to take it Zach, I bet you didn't see that coming with me and Faraz picking the Lions. You know, you were ready to throw them in the parlay. I think I am. I will say this, though. I I have been pleasantly surprised by what I've been seeing from the Bengals' defense. I know Zach Taylor is more of an offensive-minded guy. I don't know who their defensive coordinator is. I apologize. I should know that. But I do like what I'm seeing from their defense. I just think it's going to take some more time on offense for the Bengals. And I do like the Lions. They're due for one at some point. So earlier I said something, and I, I totally had two parts to what I was saying. It was about Gruden. I was going to say that the Gruden grinder train completely was derailed. And then I forgot to follow it up with knock on wood if you're with me. It was going to be fucking great. But anyway, I just I just want to put that out there and make sure oh. that everybody knew. I did forget, but I thought it was going to be great, so. Knock on wood if you're with me. Okay. So we got uh, the Houston um, Texans at the Indianapolis Colts, also 1 p.m. game. Uh, I'm going to start this off with the Colts. 
I think Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor to get that going. Marlon Mack actually requested a trade. I'm surprised they didn't move him. They should move him. I think they gave him the ball a little bit on the game on Monday so he can get some more tape and actually get his draft stock up. Yep. That was actually my thought. Yeah, divisional matchups are always tough to pick, but yeah, I don't really think I need to go too in-depth with this matchup. I think this could be another potential lock of the week. I'm not as much, but... Yeah, I'm going with the Colts here, and I'm putting uh, 10 confidence points on this one. All right, well, definitely game three of the lock of the week, or of your parlay of the four, is the Rams at the Giants. Definitely take the Rams. Ooh, yeah. No no Saquon, no Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's – do we even need to talk about that? Is that lock of the week? Lock of the week. So then we got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs going into Washington, you know, it's a get-right game for Washington. They need to prove a point. Prove a point to themselves. It actually will, you know, give them some confidence. Maybe. Washington's strengths don't line up well with the Chiefs' strengths and weaknesses. You know, Washington has a strong defense and kind of needs a little bit more work on offense and the exact opposite with the Chiefs. So I think the Chiefs are going to come out with a chip on their shoulder, and unfortunately they're going to blow the Washington football team out of the water. Um, that's just kind of how I feel about it. A chief versus uh, formerly known as the Washington Red. That matchup right there. A chief versus a. I'm not sure who wins that one. What do you guys think? I'll tell you, a chief versus a football team definitely loses. <laughs> yeah, football team's going to lose. <laughs> Or is the chief itself? No, they're chiefs, so it's plural. Yeah. So there's a, a whole band of them. Yeah. Versus a football team, you know, they got weapons. These guys only got helmets. Yeah, I think I saw some statistic earlier this weekend. Or earlier this week, I'm, I'm sorry. And the chiefs have the best, like, winning percentage against any other organization. Uh, it's it's Washington. I believe they're 9-1 all time. Yeah. They've only lost once. I can't even remember that time that they lost to us. All I remember is the Chiefs always beating us. I'm going football team. This is going to be my upset of the week. I think our defense is finally, finally going to do something. Kansas City's defense is not bad. Washington and Heineke have been putting up points every week. Call it garbage time. Call it whatever you want. We have been able to put up some yards, some points. I'm going with Kansas City. Or not Kansas City. I'm sorry. I'm going with Washington here. All right, you heard it here first. All right, uh, the next game we got Minnesota going into Carolina. I, I'm going to take Carolina. I think they get Christian McCaffrey back. I think that helps a lot. So, Brent, who you got? Yeah, it's kind of a crapshoot for me, not too many confidence points. Uh, I think I kind of just flipped the coin. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings. No real analysis as to why. Um, I, I think the Vikings and the Panthers are fraud alert. So. Interesting. Faraz, who you got? Yeah, like uh, as Brent alluded to earlier, this this is really essentially a, a, a toss-up. Um, I'm going to go with Sam Darnold, though, and the Panthers. I like DJ Moore. I like their coach. Their defense is pretty impressive. I don't trust Mike Zimmer anymore in his defense. That was what he was supposed to be yeah, known for. Um, uh, Their defense has not really been doing anything. Kirk Cousins... Obviously, this is a 1 o'clock Sunday game, not like some primetime game, but he doesn't live up to the expectations. Like, that's been proven. Um, I'm going with the Panthers. Would you say you don't like that? I, I mean, I like him losing when he's not on our team. So, yeah. So you don't like that? 
Zach? Don't like that. You know what I do like? The Chargers at the going into Baltimore. I think the game, one of the game of the week, if not the week. You keep this one out of your parlay for sure. You want to enjoy this game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this actually has my least amount of confidence points all week. I have one confidence point in this. Um, I'm going to go with the Chief or the Chargers over the Ravens. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to be really riding a high after that, that incredible comeback. But the thing about the Ravens that they've been practicing this whole year and perfecting is winning late. And that's, that's an, that's an art form right there. That takes practice. That takes experience to be able to win late in a bunch of different situations. I think three of their five games have like literally come down to either overtime or like the last, the last second. Yeah, I'm hopping on the Herbie fully loaded bandwagon. Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers on this one. So this game is interesting. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders go into the Mile High Stadium and face the Denver Broncos. A lot of turmoil in the Raiders organization, but the Broncos don't even have a quarterback. True. I mean, they might as well play a wide receiver. True <laughs> they might as well go in the wildcat. Yeah. Uh, yet I'm going with the Broncos just because I think there's too much turmoil in the Raiders organization for a win this week for them. Brent, That's the exact got? reason why I'm going with the Broncos as well, Zach. Uh, I, I just think there's no way in hell that the Raiders can win unless they literally do galvanize around each other and, you know, like uh, have this chip on their shoulder and come out, you know, them against the world mentality. That's the only way that they can win, but I got the Broncos. Yeah, um, I like what I've seen so far from the Raiders up until what happened on Monday, but or Sunday, I'm sorry, but I really do see this as a game where they're going to rally around each other and overcome this controversy, this ad, um, adversity against another divisional rival, which is, like I said earlier, always a tough to predict. I'm Yeah, and Zach, you made a good point. I don't know who the fuck is going to start for quarterback for Denver. Um, I know who's going to start for uh, Las Vegas, and that's Derek Carr. I'm rolling with the Raiders on this one. Well, Carr actually got hurt last week. Did he get carted off? Yeah, he might not have gotten carted off. Eh, scratch that. We'll move on. I'm still taking the Raiders. Regardless, I'm taking the Raiders. Mariota's their backup. That's true. That's true. So the next game, we got the Dallas Cowboys going into Foxborough to face the New England Patriots. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think they put an air at offense on that defense, and the Mac Jones can't score enough points. So, Brent, who you got? Yeah, I, I'm also going to go with the Cowboys. Zach, you and I have been going a lot in the same direction for most of these games. Um, I'm going with the Cowboys. I think the Patriots, um, Mac Jones, still young. You know, he he's really only been throwing the ball to his tight ends primarily. Um I think the Cowboys have a lot of talent on defense, and you know Micah Parsons is gonna is gonna give Mac Jones nightmares. And do you guys think Stephon Diggs gets another pick? Is that is that something you might want to throw in a throw throw a little cheddar on? You know what is he at five weeks in a row with a pick? That's unreal. Sooner or later he'll slow down. I mean, ask the rent. I mean, that's a law of averages. Sooner or later the people are gonna stop throwing to him. A law yeah. of averages. That's a good point. Um, I was going to pick the Cowboys until I saw that you guys both picked the Cowboys, and now I'm going to flip-flop and go with the Patriots just because I'm an asshole. Like it's that. almost good, yeah. That's okay. You piece of so shit. the Sunday night primetime game is the uh, Seattle Seahawks going into Pittsburgh 
Um, God, I really can't believe I did this. I picked see, I picked the Steelers with the two confidence. I, I guess I, I, yeah. I'm well, Geno Smith that. is starting fine. for the Seahawks. Burn, who you got? That is right. I forgot Russ is out. So yeah, I'm yeah. Take Russell the Wilson yeah. broke his fingers, his two fingers last week on Thursday. <clears throat> so Geno Smith, mm-hmm. the former Jet quarterback, will be starting for the Seahawks, and that is why I will be taking the Steelers this week. Um, <clears throat> I think Geno is going to struggle to to move the ball downfield, and you know the Steelers. One thing that they they have is, is a defense, and they're going to bring the pressure to Geno. They're going to get in his face and make him get the ball out quick, and he's going to make mistakes because that's what Geno does. He doesn't have Tavon Austin to throw slants anymore. Yeah. I got to go with you guys. I'm rolling with the Steelers. I, I had no idea Russell Wilson was not playing. I heard he did get tweaked up, and they were working out Blake Bortles, but I didn't think that he was going to be out. And, bec- yeah, because of that and the fact that the Seahawks' defense has been absolutely garbage this year, Big Ben might actually put up over 100 yards for once. I don't know how when was the last time that was. That's a little bit of a wrap. I was just, but, yeah, I'm going with the Steelers on this one. Yeah, he has a spaghetti elbow. <laughs> Uh, so the, mon- the 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 Monday night game is the Buffalo Bills going into Tennessee, and I believe if you were to, I'm, I would say this would be a good fourth game to round out your four game parlay. But I also feel like this could be a trap. I mean, the Titans are still a very talented team, and I'm going to take the Bills. Brent, who you got? Uh, this strikes me as a straight trap game, dude. Uh, I'm I'm kind of on the fence now. I picked the Bills. Um, Especially as a Monday, especially as a Monday night Yeah, game. dude, those Monday night games, those night games get weird, dude. I don't, like, when it gets late at night, you know, guys maybe got fucked up the night before. You don't know what they were out doing, but I, I, I put 12 confidence points in this. So initially when I saw it, I must have been a cocky motherfucker. But you're right, this is one trap game. The Titans have been making improvements every single week. So I just love Josh Allen, though. The, the dude's been killing it, dude. Like, as much as I fucking hate the Buffalo Bills, God, are they good. God, are they good. And Sean McDermott is a hell of a coach, too. I'm going to go with the Bills. But, uh, you know, I, I, I would be hesitant to throw this on the four, to round out your four-game parlay. Um, maybe, honestly, maybe throw the Broncos in there. You know, you can maybe... Uh, or maybe that's Steelers. Maybe that's oh, Steelers Oh, yeah, you know, game. go with the Steelers game. Go with the Steelers game. Or, nice. or even, even better... I, if you're not comfortable to steal the Cowboys, I think that would that's a, a good pick as well. That was that was what I was gonna say, but I you know the Steelers the night game vibe you know might be kind of nice to you know if you won the first three if it comes down to that last game that would be a yeah you know, it's a heart racer. Yeah, I really do think this is the definition of a trap game. The Titans are getting AJ Brown back. I'm going with the Titans on an upset. I think this might be the upset of the week. I'm going with the Titans. Faraz is loving the underdog this week. Faraz is loving the underdog this week. I think I went primarily favorites this week, but that's just kind of the match. Yeah, I did too. I went. Yeah. A lot of it just made sense. Exactly. It was just kind of like, you know, what I like to do is like, I'll go through it initially, kind of like fly through the games I, I feel good about. And then, you know, the ones that I'm not sure I'll come back to. But I felt like this week I just kind of blew through all of them. You know, uh, there was only a couple I kind of got slipped up on that Chargers. Uh, what was it? Chargers. Um, Char- it was the Chargers Ravens. Chargers Ravens and yeah. Cardinals. Browns. And the Cardinals Browns. Yeah. yeah, those two. Those two are nice. Definitely the toughest. Are those but, PM you know, games? the NFL. So, um, I think the one of them is 
mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be surprised. You, you'll have, you know, <clears throat> the upset that you don't expect in the Jaguars winning, you know, mm-hmm. beating the Dolphins. Yeah, it's stuff like that that could happen. Very in like you know Washington football, the Washington football team beating the Chiefs is a very realistic thing. Now, it's gonna happen. Probably not. Probably but it could. Not. I mean, but, did you see the Jets beating the Titans a couple weeks ago? I in a million years, I never would have thought the Jets were gonna beat the Titans. It happens. And then it's like so weird because it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. So you'll look back and be like the fuck didn't I see that? You know what I mean? It's like last year, you're like, how the fuck didn't I know the Bucks were going to win the Super Bowl again? Or, or Tom Brady was going to win the Super Bowl again. You know? It's just one of those things where so hard to pick in the moment, but looking back, duh. I hope, hopefully he loses this year. We'll see. You know, I think there are some real good teams out there this year that, that, are, that are primed to make a Super Bowl run. You know, as much as I hate to admit it, man, the, the Bills... They got a good shot. I, I do think the Chargers are maybe one year away. Um, don't believe in the Browns necessarily, but Blackers have a chance. Like I said, they do or die. I, you know, I, it would be nice for one there to be one true Flacker supporter on this podcast because I've kind of infected everybody to come on over to the side, to the dark side. Because last year it was me on this side of the fence and everyone else on that side, and over the span of the year, everyone kind of came over. But that'll do it for our pickums for week six, guys. You know, by, season flies by, oh, dude. Already been a month and a half. It's just, dude, fall Sundays, best fucking day of the week by far. Nothing beats it. You know, nothing's better than checking the score to seeing that you won a game. You know, checking your fantasy updates, shooting the shit back and forth in the group message. You know, like, it's awesome. That does it for another episode of the guys who talk about sports. Be sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at guys talk sports with two Z's on Instagram at guys talk sports one Oh one big shout out to our sponsor anchor. None of this is possible without them. They make everything possible. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, the future of podcasting download the app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, Episode 51, um, to finish out, guys, name a player from TCU. Jalen Rager. Is Josh Dotson still in the league? I feel like he's somewhere. He's on the practice squad somewhere. I'm going to look it up, Zach. He's on the Is practice he? squad somewhere. TCU, that's, I know there's a quarterback somewhere out there who went to TCU. No one, like, impressive. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. Yes, it, yes. Oh, come, I on. Got that come on. Come on. You literally come on. They're walking into it. Okay, let's go. Andy Dalton. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You said he said quarterback and I was just like, I was like TCU like red rifle, duh. Quarterback. I was like, who? I was like, red rifle. You're walking right into that. Let's see if Josh Dotson is on a team right now. Oh, he's with the Vikings. Oh, wait. <laughs> Until 2019. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was until 2019. Oh, no. Um, <sighs> I don't know anybody else. Is, did Quan Alexander go to TCU? No, I don't think he did. I think he went to Nebraska. Probably went to Alabama. You might be stumped on TCU. Um... Ooh, 
Uh, what the fuck is his name? Um, it's got to be current, right? Oh, Jason Verrett. Cornerback on the 49ers. Oh, uh, yeah. TCU. Dude, I had no idea LSU went to Yep. Tomlinson, dude. Look up his TCU highlights sometime on your board. Fucking dog, dude. Such a beast. Ladanian Tomlinson was so good. His highlights, Reggie Bush highlights, uh, Todd Gurley highlights in college are pretty fucking sweet. Um, Cody Paul. Cody Paul. The next Reggie Bush. Whatever happened to Cody? Maybe we should interview him. Hey, Cody, if you're listening, come on for an interview. We'd love to see what you're up to nowadays. I'm Meg Aaron. I'm Meg Aaron. All time right, guys. Have a great weekend of sports. We'll see you next week for episode 52. We ain't that boy. Going nowhere. We ain't.